0: Welcome to another episode here at the Kickpot Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, T.J. Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts journey, um, also discussing and analyzing certain martial arts-based subjects, and also um, highlighting certain martial arts from around the world, past, present, and future. Today, I got a guest with me that's um, a friend of mine down at um, Houston, Texas. Um, I got Damien Sauceda. Uh, I don't know if I said that right, so... How you say your last name? No, uh, you got it. Okay, yeah, it's like you say it fast, and so I'm gonna make sure you say it right. All right, so um, how are we doing there, Damien? Pretty good, pretty good. Happy to do this. Yeah, you know that's the thing about my podcast. I've been at it for a year. You know, I want always make it interesting for people out there that's um actually listening. So I went from having 600 listeners when I first started, and then now I'm up to 20,000 listeners. So that's, nice. Yeah, so I'm hoping I get like higher than that next year. Yeah, so that's oh, why gonna i am. do it. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with every subject, um, or at least possible good subject every week. So at least get guests on here. All right, so okay. first thing first first, um, usually before I talk about my show, um I usually talk about things happening in the world today, but, but one thing I definitely want to talk about real quick is um the release of Mortal Kombat that came out yesterday. I don't know if you see it yet, but um I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? So, um,
1: last night, I actually went to go see another movie, uh, but I did start Mortal Kombat, so I'm about a quarter of the way through the movie, and so far, I'm in love with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, there's a lot going on story-wise, but, I mean, like, people like you and me, we know the lore, so I'm following it, seeing the little Easter eggs, but I'm also hyped because I, I see where this can go.
0: Uh, yeah, it's like, really, I had to watch, I this is like the third time, like, yesterday I was watching it three times. Well, this is what mm-hmm. happens when you don't got anything going on at work, and you know, you just sit there. And of course, I had my phone, I had to watch it, uh, like, a couple times. Just uh, really yep. get the storyline down. But, yeah, like you were talking about the Easter eggs, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think
1: in one, no no spoilers, but if you've ever played Mortal Kombat or anyone listening, uh, Nightwolf. Was in like one of the first, not the full character, but they had like a little snippet of Nightwolf, just kind of yeah. giving them credit. So I
0: thought that was cool. Yeah, I caught that. Yeah, I was like looking for those Easter eggs. Yeah. I right. so yeah, I'll definitely I'm gonna talk about that. Um, like later on in the podcast, like when when things kind of sell out, like when people are when people actually see the movie, you know, I want to talk about it like in like future episodes, definitely. Go in depth. I like it yeah yep. all right so of course you're here and um i want to at least start with um like i want to go back in time with you like what was how would you would describe yourself as a as a person before you got into martial arts
1: oh so i was the kid that loved anime loved power rangers stuff uh, like that yeah and you know that that motivated me morally uh, just because you know you watch those stories and and it affects you as a kid, and I, I kept saying you know I want to do karate. And uh, to answer your question, I mean I, I think I was a good guy. I know I was motivated by a lot of the stuff that I watched. So
0: yeah, that's that's probably the thing. Yeah, you watch a lot of like martial arts movies and yeah TV shows. Yeah, that's like the same mm-hmm. way I got that interest. But well, here's the here's the real question. Like, what's the one thing that provoked, well, should I say influenced you or provoked you to get started?
1: Uh okay, so aside from from the cartoons and everything that that just had it in my head, when I was in middle school, I had the opportunity to join this program, Kickstarter Kids. And uh through uh Chuck Norris, you know, he went ahead started this program in the middle schools and and for me being in a, a single parent household uh it gave me the opportunity to do martial arts at an affordable rate mm. you know cuz it it was me my two sisters and my mom so going to a studio and paying all that stuff every every month that was kind of out of the
0: question and that opened the door for variety now and then I'm giving back
1: uh, to all the other kids passing that along.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, no, that is um of course, yeah. So real quick, can you like describe in your own words what Kickstarts is?
1: So uh Kickstart is, is a non profit created by Chuck Norris and uh former President Bush, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And he uh basically wanted to give kids the opportunity to learn martial arts, but not only, you know, not just the punching and kicking but learn the lessons that that are going to help you through life. And uh, that's pretty much it. You know, we just give kids opportunities to to learn the martial arts, go to tournaments, learn as much as they can, and and try to help them be better people
0: in the real world. Uh, Awesome. All right, so going into, like, your first class, like, when you first joined martial arts, uh, was it everything that you expected to be when you were, like, watch? say you were watching Power Rangers and – you wanted to be that superhero, like that person that just like just happens to save the day. So how would you describe that first lesson?
1: I mean, I I think I had the normal reaction for most people. Like you go in with certain expectations, thinking, you know, day one we're breaking boards or we're learning how to yeah. fight and stuff like that. But um I was a kid in a candy store the whole time. Like I'm I'm that student where You know, you tell me to do something and if I really care about it, I'm going to do it a million times because I want to be the best at it. And that's that's how it's been, you know. So even the stuff I didn't want to do, I approached it with the mindset of, okay, this is going to make
0: me into Goku, into a Power Ranger, all that stuff. So, yeah. So So it it was it was fun. uh, So what was this? What would say like out of everything that you learned, what was what's your favorite thing to do?
1: Overall, I really enjoy working uh, with weapons.
0: Yeah it's just uh, it, it's a nice outlet. I like just the
1: creativity that comes with it. Um, aside from that, I would say kata because it helps it helps you relax depending on how you're doing it, but then also gets you focused for other things. So there's just there's so many things that go behind it. You know, you get to learn more about the techniques and depth if you're going slow and mm-hmm. all that, so th- those are my two favorite things, kata and
0: weapons. Yeah, so definitely with weapons, people. yeah, yeah, definitely with weapons, you know, I want would, to I would at least do more than just the bow staff. Right, right now, I'm working on the taffas. I mean, that's the most weapon that I don't see at the, at the ITC. I mean, mostly I see you, mm-hmm. some um, size, like, um, what was it, Bobo staff and other weapons, but I hardly don't see the taffas, so I'm Really excited to actually bring that into the ITC. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my instructor, he actually, uh, he did it for a minute yeah. um, at a few of the to local tournaments over here. Um, and we have some kids that uh, that ask the question, like, hey, can I do Tomfus? Uh, and I just kind of look at them a little funny the first time. But, you know, I, I appreciate it when people want to, you know, go the other way, go against the grain. Yeah. Because that's what we need.
0: Yeah, it's a good thing I got this weapon. Uh, kind of make you feel like the big boss, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a Little wrestling reference there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, going into your your black belt test now. How would you describe your first black belt test? Because I know, oh, when I was talking to um, I think it was uh, what was his name? I was talking to somebody else. Um, they were saying they've like had to do an endurance um run, for their black belt uh-huh. test. So. How would you describe your first black belt test?
1: So, uh, it's funny because going through Kickstart and then being a member of UFAP and all that, when I got to the higher ranks, we actually did two sets of tests. So we had the testing for Kickstart and then we had our testing for UFAP. And you know you know what goes in there. You have a pretest, so we did two pretests, we did two actual tests, and
0: normally these were like a week apart. Oof. And for me, I
1: think I want to say the black belt, not to undermine it, but by that point in my martial arts career, I think it was a little bit easier for me or I was more prepared because I had failed, quote unquote, my uh, red black test because I had my first asthma attack ever in my life. Uh, So I've had asthma my entire life and it was one of those things that never really bothered me. And when I got to that red-black test, we we made it all the way to the end of kicks. And I remember my chest being tight and just feeling like, what what's going on? And I had to bow out, and I remember, you know, crying and all that. And my instructor told me, you know, you you have a choice to make. You could either, you know, give up or take this as an opportunity to push a little bit more and all that. So he made me do Tybo for endurance. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I did Tybo every single day just trying to get ready. So I went back, passed the test, and then when we got to uh, Black Belt, it was it was nothing. Like, I already knew, okay, this is what I need to do for me. And, you know, again, not saying the test was easy, but it made me appreciate it more in, in the grand scheme of things. Like, when you push and you just make those corrections and stuff like that, you can make things happen.
0: So. Yeah. So, I guess that's the thing. You kind of have to go outside of karate just to prepare yourself for that karate test. Like, I can remind myself, like, of course, when I failed my third-degree test, you know, I was down and out. But, you know, the one thing I did, I went to professional wrestling. You know, I felt like that was going to get me ready for the actual black belt test. And, you know, I kind of took off for a year. And then, like, pretty much I took what I did from pro wrestling to put it to karate. So, because, you know, it's got the same elements, but, you know... Wrestling, they call it, like, sports entertainment, but, you know, yet it's a real, like, situation. You know, your life is on the line, so you want to really kind of not, like, play out uh, your situation, but really try to pretend that you're really are in trouble. Like, you're in danger. So, yeah. So, that's... that's not like, with wrestling, y'all have a lot going on, too, because I... I deal with people when they try to say, you know, oh,
1: wrestling's fake. But it, it's like you actually have to learn
0: how to do this stuff. People are choking you for real, oh, throwing yeah. you around for real. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's not scripted. So oh. you know, kudos to you, man. Yeah, like you know, like if like Chris Jericho once said, if wrestling was fake, then you have your own stunt double. I mean, I haven't haven't had a stunt double for seven years. I've been training, so definitely, I can't tell you it's it's a real deal like taking bumps and getting thrown around, have to do acrobat stuff. Oh, I'll get to that um later. they tricking. Yeah. So definitely. Cause I know I want to talk to you about that too. Hey, nice. All right. So, right. okay. You got your black belt. So what inspired you to be the instructor? Like you say you wanted to give back. So what was that? Who's the one person that can pretty much influence you to say, Hey, I want to be an instructor. I want to influence you. through other people like you influence me.
1: So my instructor is Derek Stenson.
0: Oh yeah. And he's a man. I love him, man.
1: Yeah. And so like I always say he's like my karate dad, you know, just my dad's been around, but he he's like, you know, my coach, but also just that second father figure. And one of the things he he told all of us, the people training with me and everyone else that went through our school was uh, you know, you you wanna be the best at what you do. Right. And he said, everyone needs to know how to teach because, you know, if you have that skill, that's something that you're bringing into life. So at Orange Belt, we started, you know, assisting and learning how to do all that. And then as we got higher in rank, he said, you know, you, you can get a job doing this. And, you know, as I look back, I, I don't think I've had two jobs outside of karate. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's been an ongoing thing And I just developed that love for teaching people And helping them reach their goals the
0: same way other people did for me that, And that's what I want to do Yeah, I know, you know Yeah, I know teaching people, like, I mean, where you're at I know it's like a difficult area Because, you know, with Kickstart Yeah, you know, you're trying to keep those kids from going to the wrong crowds You know, it's you want to make sure you're right. influencing those kids To make the right choices you know, it's, it's tough, but, you know, you don't give up on your, your dream or you don't give up on those people. Yeah.
1: And in my case, like, uh, cause it, I mean, Texas is really, really big. Um, I'm actually in a in a nicer area, but it, it also, like, like, constant learner or a forever student, as, as you would say, uh, different people have different issues. And so, like, I deal with a lot of kids who – think they have it all and then you know they go to a tournament or something like that and don't win and then I have to have those same conversations like okay so this is life what do you do next and and we build off of that so it's it's a, a constant
0: fulfilling job you know I, I love it love it yeah I'll no, speak Sorry I but <laughs> yeah so, yeah, speaking of that, when you say when somebody doesn't win in a tournament, you know, I was talking about this in my last episode about embracing and failure. I mean, now, people don't like to lose. Like, but really, failure should be like a, almost like a lesson or should say like something that we learn from. Yeah, it's like you say, like you said before, like you didn't do good in a tournament this time, but what's next for you? Are you going to walk away or are you going to get better? Yeah, so that's the thing. All right, so... Of course, yeah. Here you are teaching, and now getting into you competing tournaments, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Yep. So w- before this pandemic kind of slammed on us, like how many tournaments would you say that you competed in, like other than um our our ITC tournament?
1: So outside of ITC, when I was a little bit younger, like I'm about to be thirty in August. Oh. So uh, when I when I was a little bit younger, like mid 20s stuff like that. I would try to go to about four or five tournaments a year. Um, now, outside of ITC, it, it's down to like maybe three or something like that. Yeah. But it it really just depends on my schedule. Like my thing, if I'm not teaching somebody, I'm still working on whatever it is I'm going to do because I have to teach it. And, you know, if an opportunity comes up, like, hey, there's a tournament down the way or something like that, I'll I'll sign up and go. Just just try to stay active. That's my whole thing.
0: Uh, yeah, because, I mean, you just don't want to sit there. I mean, it's, it's more than just teaching. You want to at least get yourself out there pretty much. Right.
1: Because I'm one of those people, you know, lead by example. So if I'm telling my students, hey, guys, go to tournaments and, and do this, this is going to make you better, which it will. Uh, if you go and you're practicing beforehand and all that stuff, I can't, for me, I can't say that and then not do the same thing. You know, I mm-hmm. always tell them you want to constantly learn. So if I say, "Well, I'm a black belt now, so I don't compete anymore," it's eh. <laughs> not not sending the right message, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of testing, um, well, what group degree are you right now?
1: So in Kickstarter, I have my master rank, and in mm-hmm. UFAP, I have my second.
0: Oh. So, Oh, so it's just two different, uh, Kickstart's just like two different, like, uh, like, what, what how would you say what style would be, um, kickstart? Would that be still the Chuck Norris system or that'd be different it, style? So we have different instructors. My
1: instructor in kick, of oh, Mr. Stinson, he's a CNS black belt. So as far as my core, it's always been CNS, even though I was doing the, the kickstart curriculum, that's how they evaluate me on the test. Now, if it's another instructor like, you know, John Doe at this school and he does Taekwondo, well, when we're judging them on the test, we're looking at it based off of, okay, is the, this is how the Taekwondo round kick should look and stuff like that. So there's there's different facets to it. Um, I mean, in my case, I've pretty much been doing CNS the whole time. Yeah, It's just they don't honor it on the cns side which is uh it's a little unfortunate but i mean it is what it is i'll just go back and do the third degree fourth degree test and get it over with
0: yeah so that's pretty much me i got the fourth degree out of the way i mean right now i'm approaching my second year of like it's left that i have for my master rank so i'm really looking forward to that you know like i said i like to talk if i if i could i like to talk to De- their extension and see how it's a i like to get them on the show too you know, I'm checking like all these black belts on the show. At least make this interesting. You know, this is great. Yeah, yeah. We could make that. now I'll let them know. Yeah. So yeah, of course. Um, I got my um podcast. Um, my page on Facebook and as well Instagram. So, yeah, you could check out episodes, previous episodes I've done. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So now going to tricking. Of course. Yeah, you compete in a lot of um tricking, right? Or yes, should sir. I say, like open form? I could call that. Yeah.
1: So, funny enough, I could trick. I could do the flips and stuff. I never really compete in open. Okay. I think I've, I've done it maybe five times, and I'll I'll make open forms for fun, but I never jump in. And I think it, it's mainly I, – I guess I just got into a, a habit because normally I'll go to a tournament, and I, I'll fight, do weapons, do uh, kata, traditional kata. And then, you know, whatever else it is. And at most local tournaments, you end up spending a bunch of extra money down the way. So, for me, it's just what are the, the top three things that I want to just do and then enjoy the rest of my day, you know? Yeah. But uh, but I like Open. I appreciate it. And, and again, the creativity behind it. So, yeah, even um, some of my friends uh, like Greg Bullock, Jerry Dewire. Yeah. You know, they they're in there all the time, But uh, I'm I'm gonna start doing it a little bit more. Cause I said there's no reason for me to, to not.
0: Uh, I jump in. Yeah, it's kind so, of kind r- rough for me getting back to tricking. You know, cause uh, of course I have pro-, pro professional wrestling. You know that I've been so focused on that. You know, I mean I'm trying to at least get back into tricking, but I don't think I'll do do a backflip no more. I mean, but. You know, it's like easier Mike to grind th- the mic. yeah. So really, I mean, eventually, if I at least get myself back down to my the, the shape I was, then I probably could. But you know, that was just that was just fun doing tricking. It's like I always wanted to do backflips and all that. And then of course, yeah, when I got in that superior shape, I definitely got to do all the tr- backflips, B twists, all that. Yeah, it's like like we talking about Greg Bullock and um. Jerry Dwyer, I just I just miss going down to like the gymnastic place with Greg and um the group, yeah. We used to go down there like on Saturdays, yeah, and then just like do open open gym over there. It's just wonderful. Yeah, yeah.
1: If you have time, you get, go ahead. You know, find you a nice little spot of grass, and just start off with the basics. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. Uh, Post surgery, because there's some tricks. I didn't want to do because i was worried you know what if i get hurt again yeah. and uh i've just been doing like baby steps trying to get to a point where i'm comfortable with everything yeah. so yeah that's my advice to you man just baby steps
0: oh yeah speaking of your, sur- i don't know if you like to discuss your um your surgery i know you say you had suffered an injury so of course you know like what what's injury you suffer from
1: yeah, so uh, at one of our tournaments, it was actually at the ITC, I broke my leg, and I laugh at it now because I always thought, you know, doing karate and everything, I was probably going to get hurt fighting somebody or just being negligent with a weapon or something like that, maybe. So mm-hmm. those, that's how I looked at it. Uh, but actually, I just did a jumping front kick. Like, I stalled in the air. It's a trick called the Spider-Man. So you do a jump front kick, stall with your, your lead leg, and then throw a kick at the last minute. And I've done this countless times. And at this one tournament, I did it. I heard the crack. Oof. People around me heard the crack. When I watched the video, you could hear it in the video as well. And, um, yeah, man, that was, that was it. And for, like, a good... I would say a good two years i like i went through surgery went through physical therapy and just kind of babied it so i got to a point where i was comfortable doing everything again
0: uh, yeah i'm i know how i don't know how injuries are but of course i know how sad is because of course i had it because this didn't happen in um, karate this happened in like wrestling i this was in a stiff ring of course i guess the guy power slammed me and then i felt something in my back because, you know that's been my problem I had like lower back problems and of course yeah and it just evolved into sciatica and then you know it was that one day that when I was at work I started feeling like a extremely strong pain in my like left leg and I's like I couldn't even walk or couldn't even sit down so that was so I had to get back to at least go to physical therapy at least get that fixed. Hey, so this is yeah. this was around the time when I was going for my fourth degree, and of course I failed the pretest, and of course um because of that I had to wait wait for a year, and getting back to getting back to testing again, yeah. So mm. injuries is not fun. Yeah, man. I mean, right
1: now my kids, I always tell them like I'm Iron Man because I have a metal plate in my leg, <laughs> uh, but it, it's cool because. I mean, I I guess it's like when you play a video game and your stats get reset. That's how I felt for a little bit. Like, okay, I got to reteach myself how to balance on one leg, on on this leg. Um, If I'm not comfortable with that, should I start, you know, throwing kicks with the leg that I hurt and balance on my right leg? Stuff like that. So I've, I've been playing around with a lot of that stuff and just using it as an opportunity.
0: Yeah. All right, so other than karate, what what's what's your outside um talent, would you would say? Yeah, but seeing most uh, of your videos so, lately, too, like uh, the like with um think would you would you use um, Adobe Pro or something? Yeah, cuz I see your videos look oh, tight. Yeah. With, yeah, ten, so yeah. From
1: here, yeah, so uh, aside from punching and kicking, I know how to edit videos, I'm a DJ. Um, I can cook, and I'm probably one of the best Super Smash Brothers players in the game.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I do a lot, man, but my, my main
1: passions are uh, DJing and editing videos outside of
0: karate. Oh, awesome. So, what, what, what have you done any, like, projects, like, for other people? Like, other, I know, other than DJ, but, like, video editing, like, you have you done any projects...
1: So I want to, I'm actually making a uh, portfolio right now because I I sat there and I thought about it. I said, okay, I want to do this for people, but you know, the first thing that they ask is, okay, well, what's your work look like? So I'm trying to get a portfolio together and just get that online. So that way people start coming to me. Uh, I have all the skills. I just want to make sure, you know, people know that it's quality, so um, I'm reaching out to a lot of people to just do stuff. So, like, if you want a promo or something like that, let me know.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'll, I'll make something for you so I can add it to the list.
0: Well, I think I still got my um, video where I was dressed up as Ryu, and I was, like, doing the like move, but there's no Fireball. So if I was to send that to you where I was doing the Hadouken, would you have, like, Fireball come out my hand? If you send that to me, I can get it done this week. I can get you
1: with the Hadouken. I can make you do a, a Kamehameha wave oh, with we... with all the bells and whistles, man. <laughs> like it'll it'll be cool. You uh, just let me know.
0: Yeah. Oh, speaking of cosplay, uh, you do you go any cons down there, like Comic Cons?
1: We have a big one called uh, Anime Matsuri, mm. and uh, and there's another one in Galveston, Texas called Onicon. And that was actually the first one that I went to. So, OniCon was the first one ever that I've gone to. And uh, Anime Matsuri is our big one in Houston. Uh, I love them. I love them, man. Yeah. We, we didn't do it this year because of the pandemic and everything. But that that's one of my favorite events to go to next to the ITC just because you have people who like what you like. Uh, just a lot of Merchandise that you could buy, things like that. But I, I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can go on and on. But yeah. yeah, yeah. You see how I'm going with that? I mean, other than going to cons, you know, if I dress up as cosplay, and of course, I mean famous people. Yeah, mm. definitely. Well, I definitely have my luck with famous people. I mean, really, I think I have no. Um, Ten Um McGinley. he called me his um twin brother because I was like, I was there. When i was dressed up as Ryu. And uh, yeah, he, he yeah. looked at me, he's like, he called me a twin brother. Yeah. Well, if you ever make
1: it down to uh, to Texas around uh, March or April, like next year, uh, Anime Matsuri is the one to go to.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I've been to like so many cons so far, like Toronto, um, Hamilton, even London, Ontario, and even Syracuse. Yeah. yeah. I think I know che- Chelsea Clark went to one of those um, cons, because I see they're dressed up and went... <laughs> yeah
1: yeah the wonder woman
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yep all right. that makes sense all right so are you going to the itc this year or what's what's the deal
1: not this year um i wanted to take some time to like focus on some of my projects outside of karate uh like because i love the martial arts i love the martial arts but i as i told you earlier you know reflecting on myself and just thinking about what I tell my students and everything, I realized that I go every year and that frame of time, I could, there, there are other opportunities that I miss out on. And so at least for this year, I said, I'm going to take a break and then do some other stuff just so I can get the ball rolling and be in a better position next year when I go. So I'm working on new material for tournaments. Um am uh, reaching out for collaborations with people. And and I want to use this time to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You want to set up that um chain or that network for those students. Right. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's my thing, man. But next year I'm going, what what about you?
0: Oh, definitely. I'm all set for this year. So I definitely miss going there. That's like my happy place, you know, getting away from everything out here, at least kind of taking a break with, what I do outside of Karate, just getting back to inside cry, because like I said, I want to focus on getting that master ring. And yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to at least keep my eye on for like this year's um, master ring induction ceremony. Of course, we got the Norris kids going for a fourth deg- fourth, fifth degree. Yeah, the master ring. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited for that. that. Yeah. So I'm going to see how their performance I remember, is. I remember being on one of their black belt tests
1: Cause they're, I mean, they're out here in Texas, so they had a few of us proctor the test, and uh, yeah, care about those guys. I'm, I'm happy that they're, they're getting up there though, because I remember them as like little little kids, oh, Yeah. And they're, they're almost in adulthood now, well, college. So
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, I definitely remember like Dakota, like he yeah, he, he was like that little kid, and then next, you know, he's like almost like Detroit, Michigan. Like the size of- He's
1: taller than me and like just built. It was like, man, grew up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh well before we kind of close out, so where do you see yourself like in five to ten years? Where like you accomplished everything that you want and then of course five years later you become like big success. Like how where would you see yourself in five years?
1: Uh so, I mean, if you said i accomplished everything I want, um, just, you know, with my family, still giving back to the community and just helping other people get to where they wanna be. Because I, I feel like, personally, if, if you get to a certain point and you go through trials and tribulations, it, it's good to help other people because that person might have your story and not know what to do, you know? So I, I want to keep giving back, be there for my family, and just continue to grow as a person. Five years from now.
0: Uh, yeah. And also, do you um suggest seminars to your students also?
1: I do. Okay. Yeah, it, it's kind of difficult to uh, to get it done in my case because I'm in a in a middle school. Uh, so sometimes, like you know, it's looked at as soliciting business to an extent, but. I do offer it to. I'll be like, "Hey, you know, this person's in town. You should go to this fighting seminar, this weapon seminar, things like that." So, most definitely, I recommend it.
0: Awesome. All right, so we're kind of concluding this um, podcast show. So, definitely, one first thing I want to thank you for actually taking the time to come, be my guest on the show. So, definitely, if you know if you know anybody that likes to uh, talk and like get themselves out there, I mean. I'm feel free. I mean, I'm open pretty much in May. I mean, I'm trying to get, like, uh, what's the Vanessa on there? You, you've seen her on um, Facebook. Or you see how her stuff is. Yeah. yeah, I definitely want to get her on the show. So, definitely, she says she's open in May. So, hopefully, I can get her as a guest. So Okay. And I'll, I'll talk to um,
1: to Mr. Stenson and everything. And I, I can get a few people lined up for you, man.
0: Yeah. Well, especially if they're going and, to the ITC. So, I can definitely get, get the show going there because I can, got a laptop. We can like sit as a group or do whatever and then we just talk karate. We could do that at the ITC. That'd be the best place. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Get a bunch of people. And before I forget, man, send me that video of you in the cosplay so I can get that going. Because I say a week, but in reality, I could
0: probably get it done today. All right. So I'll get right on after we're done with this. So, okay. So I'm going to do my little exit. Uh, okay. So. Thank you very much for joining me, Damien. All right, so for those who are listening, um, tune in to my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Kickpot Dojo. This is your sensei, TJ Williams, bow you out.
1: from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk, but no politics, okay? And new episodes
0: come out every Sunday on BSA Favorite